Hi, welcome to the podcast again. I'm so glad you are here. I am enjoying doing these podcasts and bringing the Word of God just out of my heart, just, you know, extemporaneously, just from my heart to you. You know, God has a plan for our lives, and He has a word for our lives every day, a daily word. In fact, moment by moment, the Bible says that God will build our lives line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. In fact, the Word of God even told us about uh, the children of Israel whenever God was bringing them into the promised land? Well, the the prophecy that went forth before them said that God would not drive out all of the inhabitants in only one year. Because if God took care of all of the enemies at once and cleared all of the whole land in only one year, then the beast of the fields would multiply in the lands and they would take over uh, the, the places that were supposed to be inhabited. You know, that's a very interesting concept that sometimes God will lead us to deal with our enemies and to deal with those things in our life that need to change. And even those areas of our lives that we need to conquer, God will deal with them one at a time and deal with them as we come to it. As we are walking in life and God walking with us and leading us and guiding us, He's always going to lead us from victory to victory. He's going to lead us very methodically, very strategically, and God knows the way to lead us. The Bible says that God knows how to preserve the godly, you know, and uh, and how to guide us and lead us. In fact, the Bible, in talking about the natural progression of the children of Israel, that He led them even even in in the wilderness, he led them by a way to circumvent some of their enemies instead of to meet some of their enemies head on because God had a different plan or God did not want uh, his children to be overwhelmed or to have uh, losses or to to uh, encounter defeat because it might discourage them at certain points in their moment in their life. And so God, you know, the gracious and loving and, and wonderful God, led them very methodically, much like we would lead our children through life. Uh, we don't expose them to some things that later on in life we know they will conquer, but we don't punish them, for example, for not being potty trained whenever they are, you know, uh, two months old, and neither do we attempt to potty train them at that age, even though we know it's 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 necessary, and even though we know that it's that it's something that will be best for them and beneficial for them, you know, and I know I'm, I'm, I may be... Uh, using uh, a, a somewhat crude analogy, but we all grow in life to points where we can uh, drink more than milk, to where we can eat meat and uh, things and, and digest things and handle things, even, even work with our hands in ways and work with our minds in ways that we could not in years before or in seasons or stages of life before. And this natural progression that we see in life and, and indeed the natural progression of how God led the children of Israel from Egypt through the wilderness and on into the promised land and ultimately to conquer their enemies in the promised land and possess that land and to dwell in that land which one had once had been filled with enemies, but uh, but God led them eventually to dwell in that land. The Bible says in Joshua, in rest and in safety and in peace round about. You know that's God's ultimate goal for us. In fact, Jesus had an ultimate goal for the church as well, much like that. He said, Jesus said, "Upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against the church." And that we, the Bible says that that we do not now see all things.
things under Jesus' feet. But we do see Jesus, and we know where he's going, and he always gives us a victory. He always causes us to triumph. And so little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept, not all at once, you know, uh, is the natural implication for our spiritual journey. But God will lead us to conquer enemies in our lives, the enemies that are appropriate to our day, the enemies that are appropriate to the stage of our life and to the season of our life. When we face an enemy on the field of battle, whatever that enemy might be, you know, uh, whether it deals with a, a, a season of life or a or tragedy, a trauma, or some, uh, some test or some opportunity, and something looks formidable that is standing against us or standing between us and our victory, Believe me, God will never, not one time, allow us to face an enemy, a temptation, a test, a trial, a tragedy, a trauma, something unexpected. God will not allow us not one time to face any of our enemies unless we are well prepared to defeat them on that field of battle. God will not lead us into defeat. He will not lead us into a, a, a place where he will not always sustain us. And if it takes a miracle, if by some happenstance, some huge enemy that we are unprepared for might break through some line or, or at some unseasonable moment or some inopportune uh, moment takes some great advantage, then the Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Let me tell you, God stands ready with a miracle. The enemy will not catch God unprepared in your life. He will not. Don't worry. Don't worry about the things you face. And that's why it is so important, by the way, that we have a daily intake of the Word of God. In fact, sometimes more than a daily intake. Sometimes we need to go to the Word of God you know, uh, more than just once per day. But definitely we need a daily intake. We need a weekly intake. We need a consistent imbibing of the Word of God, which builds us up, gives us a strength. We need a consistent opportunity every day to find ourselves embracing a worship of God, because it is the praise and the worship of the Lord that adds strength to our life. The joy of the Lord that's found in worship gives us strength. And, uh, you know, Paul and Silas in Acts 16, in the jail at nighttime, and it looked bad, it looked bleak, it wasn't what they expected, and it was certainly not something they in and of themselves could have managed. But yet in their midnight hour, they found a place to praise the Lord. They found a place to pray. There they were lifting up their joy to the Lord and their trust in him. And, and as they did, you know, the very earth shook and, and the prison bars were, 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 were open. The prison doors were open and, and the chains fell off of all of the prisoners. I'm telling you, God will not allow you to fall in defeat before your enemies if you will just lift up your voice in praise, in prayer, if you will keep his word with you as a sword against the enemy, then there is no enemy that can stand in the presence of God. This this tragedy, this trauma, this surprise, this this moment that you're facing, I know it can seem overwhelming. I, I, I've faced moments in my life that all of a sudden surprised me and, and, and in the moment and in and of themselves, they could look overwhelming, but they they are not. Why? Because you are a child of God.
You are a child of Almighty God. Come on now. The world bends to your favor. The, uh, God has already decided that you are a king and a priest. God has already decided that he will create the fruit of your lips. God has already made it a declaration in the earth that the elements of the world have to listen to your faith-filled confessions and prayer. God has already uh, caused everything to bow its knee to the name of Jesus. And just because you don't see it bow its knee does not mean that it will not bow its knee as you just trust God and move forward. As you advance and engage the enemies one at a time, day by day, you can only do one thing at a time. Just take that next step. Don't worry about the 10 steps you know, in, in the future. It doesn't mean we don't need to be prepared. It doesn't mean we don't need to be prudent. It doesn't mean we don't need to look down the road, but it means that we can only get our hands on one thing at a time. We can certainly prepare for our future as the Bible tells us to. You know, a prudent man looks down the road. He foresees the evil, you know, and, and he hides himself from it. He prepares himself uh, uh, to to keep from falling in the pit holes or the potholes of life. But, you know, we can only handle one thing at a time. Uh, you know, there, there, there's an old adage that says, uh, you know, don't cross the bridges before you get to them, you know, and, and that's, that's right. You can't cross the bridge before you get to it. So don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. God, even if there's a Goliath coming out on the field to face you, God has a way for you to have victory. Trust him. Advance and engage your enemies one at a time with prayer, with worship, and with the word of God. And so let's put the word of God in our life today so that we can have just one more smooth stone in which to hurl at our enemies in days to come. And they don't necessarily have to be enemies that are coming at you with some financial problem or with some, some relationship problem. They can just become, you know, they, they they can be coming to you in your mind. They can be enemies of the mind, you know, uh, just, just coming to you with thoughts and, you know, thoughts of, you know, how can you do this? You know, you can't handle this. This is not, you know, oh, what am I going to do? They can just be overwhelming moments. Don't worry about those. God has those well in hand. You are more prepared for the day of battle than you imagine, okay? And the word of God will rise up within you and it will overwhelm your enemies. That's the truth, okay? Though they come out before you one way, Deuteronomy 28 says, yet they shall flee before you seven ways. <laughs> and if you feel like you need some help, you feel like you need some, some, you know, some strength, well then find a good prayer partner. Find someone that's a good word person. Find someone that will encourage you. And, and uh, you know, now don't find someone that's going to agree with you in your, uh, in your dilemma, okay? That, 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 oh, this one's too big for me. Don't find somebody that's going to agree with your failure or going to agree with your problem, all right? Now, definitely find someone that has compassion and empathy and sympathy and, and, you know, will we'll let you hurt and will let you, you know, uh, vent because everyone needs to, need, needs to feel some, uh, 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 needs to feel the weight of their moment. That's reasonable. But then even as David did, sometimes we have to encourage ourselves in the Lord. You know, David had gone through a difficult time at Ziklag. If you're familiar with that story, he had had his family kidnapped just like everybody else. But nonetheless, he could not just lay there and wallow in his pity. There were plenty of people that wanted to pity him and plenty of people, and, and there were some people that wanted to hurt him, you know. But he encouraged himself. And when he encouraged himself, it encouraged others around him. Just like in Acts 16 with Paul and Silas, when they were set free, it set people free around them. That's what we do when we praise and worship the Lord, when we encourage ourselves with the word of God, when we advance and engage the enemy, God is with us. In fact, the Bible says that he will never leave us and never forsake us uh, so that we can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Who, who can stand against me? Who, who can successfully be my enemy? Nobody, nobody, nothing, nobody. 
I'm a child of God. My goodness, nothing can stand against me. That's the truth of the matter. So let's put the word of God. Let's put another smooth stone in our little shepherd's bag this morning, uh, just like David did from that uh, stream bed in the Valley of Elah. Are you ready? We're going to be reading here from Isaiah chapter 9, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. We'll read a few verses here, and let's just uh, hear about this child, this child that was just born. You know, we're celebrating uh, the birth of Jesus in December the 25th. It's a day that we set aside to celebrate his birth, uh, uh, whatever day you may believe that he is born on. And, uh, you know, um, this is not the day that I believe he was born, but it is a day that I choose to celebrate his birth. And it may well be the day that Mary uh, said unto Jesus, said unto God, be it unto me according to your word. This may well be the day that Jesus was conceived. It's very, very possible. It was certainly this t- season of the year. So uh, why not? You know, as as uh, one of the Jewish tradition holds, that your 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 birthday is really the day of conception, and that's the day when life, when you were brought to life. And so, however you read this, and I and I read it that way, and so I can with a full heart celebrate um, uh, December the twenty fifth and this season as a mark in history, that God fulfilled his word on planet earth of sending his son, Emmanuel, our Messiah and Savior of the world. So here um, Jesus has been born, okay? He has come. What difference does that make to us? Well, let's read this prophecy out of Isaiah 750 years before that day in Bethlehem. Verse 6, for unto us a child is born. Amen. (laughs) Unto us a son is given. Now, God didn't give his extra son. He gave his only son. But unto us, he gave a son to us. And the government, the prophecy continues, and the government will be upon his shoulder. I like the fact that, that God didn't just send his son. He was just born as, as a child in the manger. It was always intended that the government, the rulership, the leadership of the whole world would be upon his shoulders. And he continues in this prophecy and his name, talking about the name of Jesus, the character, the, 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 the connection to the name in the name is the, is the character. And, and uh, we can see the person in the name and his name, the name of this child, the name of this son, the name of this ruler, all supreme ruler, his name will be called wonderful. I <laughs> want you just join me just, just in realizing that Jesus is a wonderful name. His name shall be called Wonderful. Oh, he's wonderful. He's come. Jesus is is, 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 is come. A son has been given. This is past tense. Now, for Isaiah, it was future tense. For Isaiah, it was 750 years in the future. But for us, it's past tense. Let me tell you, a son has been given. Isaiah is prophesying as though that, that, that this, this was happening already, the past, the present, the future, all in, in, in one uh, flash of God's will. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. There's no better counselor than Jesus. No better place to go with your needs than to Jesus. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. (laughs) Jesus, this son, this child is the mighty God. In him all the fullness of the Godhead dwell bodily. bodily. An everlasting father. He is everlasting. He is forever and eternal. He is the prince of 
peace. Oh, don't you like that? And listen what verse 7 says. Oh, and by the way, if you need peace today, Jesus. Let me just speak this to you. Jesus. 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 Oh, there's just something about that name. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the peace in your, your turmoil. He's the peace in the midst of our problems. He's the peace in the midst of every predicament. Okay. Peace. My peace I give you, he said. My peace I leave with you. It's not like the peace that the world gives you. It, it, it's a peace that passes all understanding. Be at peace. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. What, what a fulfillment of this promise. Verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Isn't that great? It's just going to get better and better and better. That's what he's saying, that Jesus is going to take more ground and more ground and more ground. He's going to become more and more and more. Uh, he, he will increase his leadership and his governance over all the earth and over your life, my life. He will increase and it will never end. And he will also increase his peace. There will be no end to the peace that we find in Christ. No end. There's an end to the peace that the world offers, but there's no end to the peace that Jesus offers upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice. I love that judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. What does that mean? That means that he is so energetic and passionate. He is so committed. The zeal, I mean, the, the absolute freshness of the strength and passion and, 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 and commitment and energy of Almighty God is going to make this happen. What is God going to make happen? Well, he did. He sent his son, and Jesus is taking over. He's taking over. And of his peace and of his government, there will never be an end. Whatever situation you may be facing in life, let me encourage you. Give it to him. Pray, praise, worship, get the word in you, you know, get strong and good counsel, advice, you know, make great confessions, and realize that no enemy has any right to your life. And everyone that you meet on the field of battle, you will become the victor. God bless you. I love you. You have a great and wonderful new year. Happy, happy new year. 2016 is going to be your year. Sure, there will be difficult times, demanding times. Come to this world. Yes, there will be. Uh, mark my word, okay? The world is in for some difficult times, some demanding times, some very hard times, okay? But what opportunity? Difficulty is always spelled opportunity for the church. What opportunity for you as a Christian to let your light shine and to see a greater harvest and see a greater victory this coming year than in any year ever before. 2016 is the year that God has been waiting on to do what only he can do in this time through you. God bless you. I love you. 
Happy New Year. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you that you would prosper, that you would be in peace, that God would cause all of your enemies that rise up against you to flee before you in the name of Jesus. Wonderful, Counselor, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. In Jesus' name, amen.